Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris, or Velosos, and you're listening to So Organised Style Podcast. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Today's podcast is a replay of the Ethical Clothing Australia Week podcast originally published in October 2020. Now, from the 19th to the 24th of April, Fashion Revolution is using this week to continue to create a better textile community. It was on the 24th of April 2013, the collapse of the Rana Plaza building in Dhaka, Bangladesh. So the Rana Plaza building housed five garment factories, killing at least 1,132 people and injuring more than 2,500 people. It was only five months earlier that at least 112 workers had lost their lives in another tragic accident trapped inside the burning Tazreen Fashions Factory on the outskirts of Dhaka. So this podcast features Ethical Clothing Australia and it's just one of the podcasts we've published where our guests have also made their contributions to the textile community since 2013. Make sure you listen to Liz Haywood and Aussie, who is from the textiles community and is now focusing on developing zero waste patterns. That podcast was published in January this year. You can also listen to Anna Nikki Costa. Now, she's the daughter of Marianne Costa of Fox Gloves and Thimbles from the Sew Over 50 community. Eight years ago, Anna Nikki gave up her job in advertising and started her sustainable weaving mill. Enchdel Textiles. Make sure you listen to Sarah Sheridan. She's the Director of Operations for Clothing the Gap. She talks about how Clothing the Gap name was established in March 2020 in Melbourne, Victoria. Clothing the Gap is a Victorian Aboriginal owned and led social enterprise. So stay and listen to today's replay of Ethical Clothing Australia Week. Thanks for listening. Ethical Clothing Australia has been operating for 20 years and this week they're celebrating this important milestone of accrediting Australian businesses who are manufacturing locally and protecting garment workers' rights by participating in ECA's accreditation program. Thank you for having us because it is important for us at speaking on ECA's perspective at Ethical Clothing Australia is really important for us to reach as many people as possible to raise awareness so we appreciate that and Tatiana for liaising oh that's okay my pleasure i also interested in having a lot of people understanding why accreditation is so important and why we're doing it as well because you know i've been doing it for eight years i think it would be good for somebody to know why so ethical clothing australia is an accredited body working collaboratively with local textile clothing and footwear businesses to ensure that their Australian supply chains are legally compliant. Let's welcome Angela and Tatiana to So Organised Style Podcast. Hi, Angela and Tatiana. Hi, I'm Angela Bell. I'm the National Manager at Ethical Clothing Australia, which is a not-for-profit accreditation body. Hi, everybody. I'm Tatiana Anderson. I'm running Tatiana Design Label and... Tatiana's School of Couture that you probably heard about by now. Yes, we always love hearing from Tatiana. Angela, welcome to the podcast. 
can you describe to our listeners what Ethical Clothing Australia is all yes, about? Yes, so we were actually set up some 20 years ago. So it's a big year 2020 for us, despite coronavirus, obviously a big year for everyone. But it's been a big year for us in terms of trying to celebrate and recognise our 20-year history. So we started when there was actually a lot of disruption in the clothing and manufacturing and retail industry in Australia and a lot of businesses had started to offshore. A lot of businesses were changing their supply chains. They were using, particularly in Australia, we use a lot of home workers and outworkers, so people who are sewing from home but for work purposes. And there was a lot of exploitation and sweatshop conditions going on at the time. And back then we had the union, who was the textile clothing footwear union, litigating a lot of matters and we had businesses who were actually doing the right thing feeling like the whole industry was being tarnished by the bad practices of a few so what ended up happening was these two groups came together so ECA as we call ethical clothing Australia for short was started by the union and industry employer groups and the businesses in the industry coming together to form our accreditation program and it basically is a program to protect and uphold the rights of the garment workers in the industry. So that's what our foundations are about. And this year we are celebrating our 20 years. And to do that, we're going to launch the inaugural Ethical Clothing Australia Week, which you mentioned at the start and something we're really looking forward to. Ethical Clothing Australia has been going for 20 years. What changes have you seen in that time? The changes have been quite immense, actually. And so while the original foundations of what we were set up to do to protect those working in the industry, and that's those workers, whether they're doing design or they're cutting or they're making or, you know, doing trim work or they're involved in the dispatch, we kind of cover those broad areas and we cover a business's entire supply chain. But, you know, the remit of what we did hasn't changed, but the makeup of those who are accredited with us has changed. So we have seen a big change in the Australian industries with a lot of businesses going offshore. But pleasingly, we have a lot of manufacturers that have, you know, decided to stay here, are committed to making here, and they might be doing, you know, anything from uniforms to workwear manufacturers, but then also brands like Tatiana's design brand that are here as well. And we've got some of those really well-known iconic labels accredited with us through to everyone, people making, um, might be sole traders making kids' wear. So it's, it's a very diverse group that's now accredited and it probably looks very different to what it did 20 years ago. But the other part, I guess, in terms of what's changed is the conversation. And Tatiana has been around, you know, and accredited with us for eight years, but she's probably witnessed it herself in terms of the change that we've seen in the conversation around ethics and in this industry. And it, and it has always been an issue. The rights of garment workers, it's easy when you use supply chains and when you outsource and then you outsource again. And it's easy when you're relying on home workers or outworkers who don't know their rights, maybe English is their second language. There's a whole heap of barriers yeah. to them being informed to create exploitation. And that's globally or locally. And so the, the great thing is that the conversation around the exploitation and ethics in the industry have really risen in the last few years. There's a lot of interest in it. And, you know, I think younger generations are growing up more knowledgeable. And ethics aren't the only issue in this industry. There's a whole sustainability piece as well, which has been all created by fast fashion and led by that movement of people thinking clothing should be cheap and disposable. And, but if it's cheap, someone's paying for it along the line. And that is most likely the garment worker. Yeah, so there's been, definitely been some changes, but at the same time, the businesses, the first two ever applications for accreditation are still with us and accredited with us over this time. So that's something to celebrate. 
but definitely new businesses coming on all the time as well. So for businesses themselves who are looking at being accredited with ECA, are the accreditation steps that they have to go through, are they complex? Are they easy? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, so it, it, it can be both things. It's going to depend on your business, the size and the scale of it. What's going to get checked is going to be the same regardless, but also if you've got a supply chain, the important thing, and this is one of the kind of the rigors of our program, is that we don't just accredit the principal company. We must check its entire supply chain and make sure they're all compliant. So you don't want to be buying from a label and then not find out that someone down the track who also was part of making of that garment or design or pattern making or cutting, that they actually weren't paid fairly or they were working in unsafe conditions. And so to be accredited with ECA, business must disclose their entire supply chain to us. That goes and gets audited. If there's issues, they've got to be addressed, whether you're, you know, whether you are a sole trader or you've got a big supply chain, any of those members, issues must be addressed and fixed for you to be accredited. And then once you're accredited, Tatiana will know this as well, it's an annual program. So you've got to step it up again yeah. and go through that process again. And it's, it, you know, hopefully aids the business. And that's why I'm saying in some ways it's not complex because our job, we work with the union who does the auditing is to aid businesses in understanding what their legal obligations are, what they need to do to fix that matter. Yes, and I think for Tatiana Design, because our supply chain is very, very tiny, it was reasonably easy to do. But of course, from our point of view, the most important thing was to make sure that we're paying our skilled workers and we have very highly skilled machinists and highly skilled graphic designers, that we are paying them appropriately, that we're doing all the right things that they looked after and to make sure that the environment that they're working in is also comfortable, clean, legal and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So they're working in a safe environment, they're getting paid correctly and you know that from the whole supply chain of your business. Yes. And I was going to say, that's one of the great things from my perspective is we get to work with businesses that value their workers. They don't want to contribute to exploitation. They're happy to put themselves up for an independent check as well. So a lot of businesses in the fashion industry will call themselves a whole range of names, you know, ethical and sustainable and things like that, but they won't go mm -hmm. through any independent certification to show that. So I think it's really important to acknowledge the businesses that go through the program. They're willing to do that. You know, it's a great part of my job is that I get to work with businesses in this industry, you know, they're committed to, you know, to being that kind of taking that leadership approach and contributing to an overall level playing field when it is easy to try and hide what might be going on. And I think just to Tatiana's point as well about wanting to know people are paid properly in this industry, in Australia, you know, the garment workers, the textile clothing footwear workers are amongst the lowest paid when it comes to awards. And so when you look at their, you know, being their hourly rate is just above the minimum award rate, hourly rate in Australia. And so if you're in that job, every dollar counts that you make. So not to be getting paid properly or not to get your leave entitlements, not to be getting your superannuation, that's incredibly important. And those things yeah. get fixed as part of our program if they exist. With the information that you've been able to obtain through the businesses who have become accredited, would it be fair to say that the workers in the industry are more female than male? Yes, I do understand. And Tatiana will have some experience on this as well. But 
We think it is existing probably at least around 70%. I know globally they use a percentage of 80% of garment workers are women. And we would think in Australia it would be at least sitting around that as like, if not similar. The other thing that happened, and I think it's probably was very noticeable in 80s when the home worker start, situation started, a lot of those women have children or in a lot of ethnic communities, they're also looking after their older parents. So for them to be able to work from home was amazingly beneficial because they could take children to school and then work from home while they're still looking after their elderly parents and everything. So technically that worked really well. And, you know, a lot of people were very happy with that, except that that then provided that door for some and, you know, I can't say for everybody, but for some people to then underpay, severely underpay some of their workers. I know I was offered T-shirts made in Australia for $5 each. And I knew that you could not make a T-shirt for $5 paying Australian rates. So I basically had to walk away from that manufacturer. But it was quite scary because, you know, when I questioned that, the person didn't even think about the fact that his both people were not paid. They had no concern. No, none whatsoever. Oh, they're working at home. It doesn't not matter. Not anymore. And not if they're accredited with ECA. Oh, look, I think a lot of people become accredited to, to say we are doing the right thing. As a consumer, which is what I am, where would I go to find out what businesses have this accreditation? Yes, so one of probably the easiest places to go is our website, which is www.ethicalclothingaustralia.org.au. And we actually have a list. We have like a where to buy credited. And so we've got it split up into two parts. And one is brands. So if you are looking for clothing or some accessories type things like bags and footwear, we've got a list there. But we also have accredited manufacturers. So if you are on your local parents and citizens association you want to look at getting some school uniforms by an Australian manufacturer there's a list there and they've all got categories as well in terms of what their expertise is and with the brands it's listed by sort of fashion wear and we've got a 14 plus category as well that we introduced this year because there's been a lot of people asking about plus size so yeah that's probably the easiest place and in terms of doing that you obviously then can subscribe to our newsletter so in our regular newsletter we will always announce new accreditations and give a shout out to the businesses with their renewals each year when they come up. And Instagram is probably our other most popular platform. We don't have a big marketing budget at all. So we just rely on those free things that you can use such as social media, although they'd like to try and charge you for advertising. And so Instagram's probably our other biggest place, but we are on Facebook as well and Twitter. I noticed that on your news page, you've got some really good stories. And because I know a lot of us have had to go down the path of making masks, you've got where to buy face masks that are made ethically in Australia. So that's really great. Yes, that was a big thing for us this year, actually. And what's happened with, you know, when COVID hit, it was pretty mm. scary for the local industry, like many others. But in terms of having shop closures and, you know, at the start, we, none of us knew what was going on. Production orders were getting cancelled. And then some of our businesses who were making fashion shifted and started making scrubs and gowns and face masks. And then when that became mandatory, the wearing of face masks in Victoria, we yep. 
had slightly preempted and started a shopping list, but we hadn't imagined how popular it was going to be. Our website actually crashed during that week after the announcement. And yeah, our IT people thought we were getting hacked, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> it was just people were trying to find out where to buy and how good that they wanted to buy them locally and, they, and ethically made. That's a really good story that people were actually trying to find masks made by accredited manufacturers and that they were local too. Yes, yeah. Angela and Tatiana, we're now in Ethical Clothing Australia Week. What's happening? Yeah, look, we're really excited because this is the first ever time we've held this week and we think it's probably long overdue, but we're glad during our 20 years that we're going to celebrate with this milestone event and it's going to become a yearly thing in the calendar to have the week each year going forward. So it is our first time, but there's a few key activities from Ethical Clothing Australia's perspective that's going to be happening and we've got a couple of events that we're doing. We're working with our businesses also to really focus on them and their activities and promoting stories about their workers during the week so they're putting together a whole range of different things that people will be able to participate in and the great thing now that we are doing a lot more online is that you can you know maybe go visit a factory floor or see these you know there's a mill who wants to take you through it so you're going to be able to see things that you might normally have gotten access to because you'll be able to do it online and then we've also got a digital gift bag that we've created. So for people subscribe to our newsletter, we've got businesses contributing a whole range of things for the gift bag. There's some giveaways, there's some discounts. And that's really nice because I think it's going to show the diverse range of businesses that are accredited with us with the items that'll be there. Yeah, and a lot of, I guess, social media activity as well. And hopefully a lot of engagement with community and some government officials as well. So this is the inaugural Ethical Clothing Australia Week after 20 years of being in operation. That's correct. We finally get a week. So <laughs> it's great. Let's celebrate it. We really should be putting a spotlight on our local manufacturers and our brands. They've chosen not to go overseas. They've chosen to stay here, to pay good jobs. That means that when things like COVID happened, we had the capabilities in this country to put out face masks to make scrubs. So it's going to be really good. And as important as it is in this industry, it is a unique one. There are high levels of exploitation in the garment industry. And so it is really nice to be able to call out and thank the garment workers as well during the week and the designers and you know, the people like, yeah, Tatiana, that, that we can just, you know, call out. It, it's going to be good. Mm, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun because we're looking forward to it. We will be mainly on social media, of course, because we're still not really back, even though we technically allowed to go back. We're actually moving. Living with the times and being online. Well, we're moving our studio as well at the moment. So rather than doing manufacturing, we will be packing for the next couple of months and unpacking. So fingers crossed by kind of December, we will be in a new place and ready to start sewing. But we're definitely joining the week. It's all going to be online. We're there. Really good. And good luck with the move. <laughs> Thank you. I need it. Angela and Tatiana, thank you for letting us on So Organised Style Podcast help Ethical Clothing Australia celebrate your 20-year milestone and be part of the events across Australia taking place in the inaugural Ethical Clothing Australia Week. It's been a real honour. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Maria, for having me. Thank you. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast for Ethical Clothing Australia 
was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Angela Bell, ECA's National Manager, and Tatiana Anderson of Tatiana School of Couture and Tatiana Designs. Sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, spelled with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.